What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Cherie Nicole. Thank you guys so much. Surprise! I have a special Friday episode drop of Just a Thought for you today. And I did this because midterm elections are here. And here in Georgia, it's a battleground state. There's so many things going on. And we actually had the daily show with Trevor Noah shoot here in Atlanta at the Tabernacle this entire week. And I had the opportunity to have a conversation with one of the correspondents, Dulce Sloan, and we had a phenomenal conversation about midterm elections and all that her team is doing over at The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. And I just couldn't pass up on the opportunity to get this out to you all in a timely fashion, especially as we still have people who are on the fence about voting. We have some folks who need to remember that they must vote. And so in the spirit of political prowess, accountability, and a little bit of comedy as well, I want to present to you my conversation with the one and only Dulce Sloan. I'm super, super excited, kind of fanning out just a little bit. But uh, yeah, Dulce Sloan is here. She's a correspondent on the multi-award winning show, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. If you if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you haven't seen it, I don't even know if you live on Earth. But it's an honor to have you here, sis. And uh, how's it how's it been going? You're here in the A. You're back home, you know, shooting and taping uh, The Daily Show this week. How's, how's it been going? It's been good. Um, I got to take... Um... Some folks at JR Crickets, so that's good. Um, you know, we need to you gotta hear the classics, you know what I mean? So it's um we have the um cold open, we call it this is the inside term, uh, was um Roy and Trevor uh fighting in front of a Waffle House. Um and the audience when they saw the Waffle House come on the screen, and then Trevor and Roy come up on the screen, and then when they started fighting, uh, it was amazing and then constant with the trap music museum and you know and so it's been really great to see um the audiences here have been amazing so it's been really i'm just glad because we've got to see you know people when you come back to your city you're like oh i hope they like it <laughs> and i'm glad everybody everybody was so excited for the tabernacle so that's been really good so we're very excited about it what does the prep look like for something like this for you, for you in particular? Um, well, you know, you have pieces. So what we do as correspondents is we're basically like Trevor's eyes and ears outside the studio. So, you know, we have, we pitch pieces, you know, our, um, there's departments that pitch pieces. Anyone, actually anyone in the building can pitch um, to have a piece on the show. So the prep for that, we've been prepping for a couple months to make sure that we have the pieces that, not only show about, you know, because we called it vote demic, but also talking about the election, but also talk about the culture of the city and, you know, the impact that Atlanta has had um, on the rest of the country, um, making sure that we can show that the culture of the city, not just about the elections that are going on. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, the audience has been super receptive, super great. Midterm elections are here. And, and, you know, for you, is there anything in particular you've heard that's been interesting from folks who are here or anything that kind of has helped you tap into the political pulse of Georgians right now? 
Um, well, Mr. Pastor Bryant, um, <laughs> the other day when he came to show y'all he's not playing with anybody. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do, telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker. We need a runner. Um, really said we don't need a walker, we don't need a runner. I'm not here for this nonsense, and we are not the slave Negroes that you thought we were. I was like on my phone, like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, I'm, I didn't know I was a fan of the young man. Um, but he really, everyone's like, I hope Herschel Walker's okay because that was the read of all reads just of the century. Of the century, he told that man exactly what, and not, not only. Because the best part about it was not only was he reading him, but it was also informing all of us about him. Yeah. And all of the issues that this man has had. He's like, he's had white people telling him what to do since he was 16 years old. I was like, damn. Oh, I didn't even think of it. Oh, I didn't think of that part. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. So that for me was just, I was like, you know what? It's just nice. When you see a man read a man. Mm. It hits different. Just a little bit. It is different. It's different. That man came us pure gospel facts about him. That's been incredibly interesting. I think that was great. I hope it helps. But when you're in a race with a passer and a football player, it's like these are two. What is the South to do? Yes. This is all we give people is passers and football players. These are these are our icons. These are who our children look up to. You can hold a Bible or hold a ball. This That's is what it. we're all about. Church is church. It's Sunday is Sunday, whether you're in an arena or a church. Facts. Sunday is Sunday. You picking up a Bible or a ball, something's going to happen today. Or you went from church to the arena. So it's like, it's interesting to see. But it's also, at the end of the day, there's going to be a black senator. Yeah. I guess we're supposed to be saying. I like the optimistic side of of that um, phrase, but you I know, think. like people say, you know, it's like, like people say, you know, skin folk and kin folk. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're doing real dirt. I mean, listen, if anybody could just say they in the FBI and they in the FBI, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then I'm a billionaire. How does this work? I don't even understand. I mean, I want to be a sheriff too. Can I be a sheriff? I can go down to Walgreens and buy a badge. That's it. It is Halloween. It is Halloween now. It was Halloween. All of these costumes are on sale now. I can be a sheriff. I can be a nurse. I can be a cat. Okay? I can be anything I want to be. All these costumes is half price. Herschel Walker can be an FBI, uh, FBI sheriff. Then I can be a nurse astronaut cat. That, that's, that makes sense to me. Oh, my gosh. Astronaut cat nurse. I can be an astronaut cat nurse. The Spirit Halloween store got to close down anyway. Y'all, my stomach hurts from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned you you mentioned Pastor Jamal Bryant and using his platform to, to educate. And the thing that I love about the Daily Show, it, it's infotainment. I mean, it is a, a, a fine line and a beautiful balance between education and, and entertainment. And as we're thinking about these elections and the responsibility that you guys carry to entertain and educate, you know, what what has excited you most about that opportunity? And I mean, <sighs> 
I don't even know if there's anything that would surprise me anymore about any more information that we could we could find out before we get to the last day of, um, of voting. The thing I've been the most excited about is one seeing the voter turnout in Georgia, seeing how many people have early voted because of you know laws and shenanigans that you know that have been passed about like not even being able to give people water while they're standing in line. Yeah. It's just like what kind of evil person wrote this down on a piece of paper and then agreed to <laughs> it? Do it. It's like also, it's like you think folks can't bring their own water. We all got everybody has a water bottle. Everybody, everybody has, has a water, water. bottle. You, I just can't stop by a sink at some point and be like, you know what? I'm about to be standing out here for a second and <laughs> make sure I'm not perched. Y'all are wild, but it's like it's this Jim Crow era stuff that's coming back, and it's like. But y'all are doing this to everybody who votes. Right. So what about the old Republican that's standing in line? Y'all think black people are the only one that are thirsty? What are we doing right <laughs> now? We're the only one that wants something to drink? What are you talking about? We're the only one that want a snack. Is that what you're saying? Or you know for a fact that you're not making people in your districts wait a long time to vote. Right. You don't need to hand nobody water. What are we doing? So I'm excited mm. to see people try to really, because there's so much at stake right now, you know, when it comes to women's rights and, you know, yes. LGBTQIA rights and, you know, really just the voter laws that are happening. And I always go, again, if you pass a law that applies to all voters, it's like when Trump was messing with the post office because of mail-in ballots. Mm -hmm. And then he found out that a lot of his constituents who live in rural areas mail in ballots. Then he stopped messing with the post office. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's up? Sir, if you do something that applies to everybody, it applies to everybody. You didn't mess up the post office in a black place, you messed the post office everywhere. Yeah. So I'm excited to see people just really start paying attention and just seeing these things and realizing that your senator is important. Yes. Who, who represents you in Congress is important because the president does not write laws. The president does not come up with laws. The governor does not write laws or come up with laws. Your Congress does. Mm -hmm. Your state representatives in the Senate and in the House of Representatives, that's why we have Congress. We send them to represent us. And if a bunch of these jokers make a bunch of laws that don't represent everybody, then you have to, you can vote someone and you can vote somebody out. Yeah. And the thing with the Republican Party is that they're very good at a midterm. Mm -hmm. They're very good at a mid... That's how you have a whole federal... That's how Obama got handicapped. That's how Clinton got handicapped. That's how you stop a president from being able to do anything and to get your laws passed is because the Republican Party is very good at a midterm election. They know how to flip a Senate. They know how to flip a House. They know how to handicap a president. Mm -hmm. So... The fact that people come out to vote for the president, that's amazing. Yeah. But your president doesn't write laws. Your president is the one who can nominate somebody to the Supreme Court, but that mm -hmm. doesn't happen. People still have a place for life. Yeah. Someone has to die for that to, for you to be able to add people to the Supreme Court. So that's a lifelong thing. What you need to pay attention to is who is writing the laws for you in your area. So yes, voting for the president is great. 
But what you need to you have to vote for you have to vote for your city council members. They're yeah. the ones that seeing you get all these tickets. They're the ones that gave us Park Atlanta. <laughs> They're the ones that's not fixing these potholes. That's true. You mad at the wrong person? Like, oh, yes. Kemp didn't do nothing about the pot. That's not his. It's literally not his job. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to who your city council members are. Like, that's the stuff you have to vote for, or some or transportation. All of these things that we never pay attention to. Those people have power. Yes. Yeah, you go to Ballotpedia and look at who's on your ballot and figure out who you are voting. That's what I do. So if you want, so what I'm excited about is like people acknowledging that people being able to go. I do understand that my vote is important because if it wasn't important, people go voting doesn't matter. If voting didn't matter, people wouldn't die for you to be able to do it. True. And they wouldn't be trying to take it away from you. No one's taking away something from you that's important. No one's trying to take away silly. No one's trying to shut down a wing stop or something like that. No one's trying to get like no one. <laughs> you speak facts and, and you talk, you mentioned paying attention, paying attention. Um, and the urgency around this midterm election. And I, I mean, I have to ask you as, as a black woman on the platform that you're on and also dealing with a, a generation and a society that has a very limited attention span. What What is right. one thing that you really think that the black community in particular needs to understand right now that either we're not getting grasping all the way or we just don't have enough knowledge of to make educated decisions when it comes to voting? Early voting is one of the best things that has happened for us because we know these jobs aren't, I've been at jobs and they were like, if you go vote, you're going to forfeit two hours of pay. Wow. I was like, but, but I'm going to vote. Yeah. Well, if no one can cover you, I'm going to vote. What? are you talking about why are we all here why are we all not going to vote right why is this not a paid holiday why is this not on saturday why is this not on a day that's convenient for anybody so early voting is the best thing we can do because you know the polls are open longer they're open also open on saturdays so it's you don't have to wait until election day election day to go vote and then your word being a line of five hours. Hmm. My mother went to go early vote because she lives in, you know, she lives here. My mother went to go early vote. It took her maybe 10 minutes. She walked inside the cab mall next to the beauty supply store. <whistles> and auntie didn't have time to fill her paperwork out before she was done. So I think that, you know, just making sure you're registered, making sure you're, you know, who all the people on the ballots are, you know, but just really taking advantage of the fact that we're not just stuck to that one day. There's two weeks before election day. So we have that time. We have the time to be able to exercise our votes. Some people can't stand outside for three, four hours. I was yeah. I mean, I have no man and no kids. I can stand outside for three hours or want to know that better things to do. <laughs> You know, because we have to remember, you know, we have to remember these Jim Crow laws weren't that. My mother's only 60 years old. Ruby Bridges is 61 years old, 61 years old. So this isn't so far out. My mother remembers the first time she went to school with white people. She's wow. only 60 years old. 
But integration didn't happen first when she was 10 years old. It was 1972. Hmm. It was the first, like, 1971 was the first time she went to school with white people. Brown versus Board of Education was in the 50s. So it took that long for it to reach Miami, Florida. But it wasn't that long ago. And so those men that are in Congress remember that. And they remember what they did the first time and they're doing it again. Thank you. So I think what we have to acknowledge and we have to realize is that people literally died for us to be able to put a card in the machine. Yeah. And I know and I know we don't want to think about that but it's they are trying so hard to not let us do it again. And they've been trying hard the whole time. These voters' rights laws and all this other stuff is really trying to make sure that we can't have a voice. So I think more of us should run. More Black people should run. More Black women should run. You know, and support those candidates and make sure that those candidates have support. And then go and vote for those candidates. Because it can't be, because you can't say we can't do nothing, we can't do nothing, we can't do nothing. Yes, you can. It's literally what vo- it's all voting is. It's going, I don't like what you're doing. So I'm going to kick you out of office. Mm-hmm. We have the power to do that. That's the thing you have to remember. That's the whole point of voting. You have the power to make somebody lose their job. That's all voting is. Give somebody a job or let somebody else lost their job. You have mm-hmm. the power to make somebody lose their job. And they work for you. That's what black people need to re- realize. Politicians work for you. It's not the other way around. You gave them a job. You told them to represent you. And if they don't do it right, fire them. They work for you all the time. Call their office all day long. I don't like what you're doing. The numbers are public. I don't like what you're doing. Come fix this. Come do this. What are we going to do about education? What are we going to do about this? Call them. They live. They work for you. You are their boss. You have to tell them what you need in your community. If a representative in your community and something's not happening, call their office. Email them. Some of the they have they all have office hours. Go up there. Yeah. So talk mm-hmm. to them. It's really the thing. Because we think it's a distant thing. No, they work for you. Yeah. They are your employee. You put them in the office, your taxpayer, your tax dollars pay them. They work for you. Mm. Speaking of work, you guys have done an exceptional job and done exceptional work at The Daily Show. And and as we close, I have to ask you, is there one goal that you have as a member of this illustrious team that you want to achieve? Oh, buy my mama a house. <laughs> I already bought her a car. I bought her a brand new car. It's coming in. She's You're retired. right there. Listen, she is retired. She, okay. She started her own uh, t-shirt business. She was making masks. Um, she does custom items. I bought her a car. And all I got to do is buy her a house. And I've done everything I'm supposed to do as a black child. Mm. I got her a car. I got that's 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 why I go to work every day. To put Marianne Hill in her in another house. She got her own house. I got I got a I got a <laughs> I got another. So I mean she has her own home. Like she has a house. But you know, you gotta. It hits different when you, as the child, buy the house for the parent. It just hits different. Absolutely, absolutely. I bought her the car. She wanted the car she wanted, and she said, "I don't know what I want a kid." So go down to the place, pick a car, 
call me, we'll get you a car. Now, well, I don't know what kind of house I want. It's going to This is why I get up every day to buy that lady house. I don't really, I don't even know if I do anything for me anymore. I get up, make sure that Marianne Hill don't have to work. And then she got this house. So <laughs> this is what I do. That's why I'm on the road, making sure that woman ain't got a clock in nobody's office. No more. So. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for all you do for your mom and for us. Thank you. It has it is it has been a, a joy to watch um all of the amazing work that you do and your team. And as we close out, I want to make sure that people can stay connected with you. Um, do say not only on the show, but also on social media as well. And also, you know, tap in with their thoughts about what's going on with this election. So how can they do that? Um, all my social media is Dulce Sloan. It's D-U-L-C-E-S-L-O-A-N. Um, on all of the things. Um, because my mama gave me a good name and I didn't have to be like Dulce Sloan 12, you know, Dulce Sloan 156. Like Josh Johnson, his email, I think it's Josh Johnson 647. No. Because there were uh 646 other Josh Johnsons. And that's his email address now. Um, so yeah. So he's my home, but he's an amazing comic as well. We had Dulce Sloan on everything, all the things, except for Snapchat. I don't, I don't think I know how that works. You don't really follow Snapchat. On? I didn't know we still. I'm not on Snapchat. it. I'm not. I get no shade. I gave it up about two. It might be three years ago. I said no. I'm done. I gave it. Up, I, listen, if I have an account, I don't know it, right? Because I could never figure it out. Also, I didn't like that the messages disappeared because I like to have receipts. So. That's just the kind of person that I am. Like, oh, you're not going to stop. That's what you said. That's Please don't make me. Oh, I love turning a screenshot to somebody with a conversation trying to lie to me. But yeah, so I kept missing. Wait Snapchat a minute. Wait stuff. a minute. Wait a minute. How often? I have to ask this. How often do you do you hit someone with screenshot proof a week? Like, um, are you a regular it, at this? It's been about a year since I've had this issue. Over a year since I've had to hit somebody with this information. Um... Because sometimes you got to clear out the stable. And uh, when you're looking for a husband, you can't have a stable. You know what I mean? And I had Thanks. to realize that. I have the stable and then get the mint and be like, okay, stable by. Because we got a real stallion. And we got we got a real, real thoroughbred, real prize winning. You know, and um, apparently you have to clear your stable out and burn it down to the ground. You scorch the earth. For this real thoroughbred, this real Kentucky Derby winner to just show up. So I'm just waiting for this horse. Is really what I'm trying to do. Well, sis, I, I, I'm in the same boat with you. So we just going to pray together. And uh, I'll continue right. to stay tapped in with all the amazing work you're doing. Just an honor and just continuing to wish you well Thank as you. you move forward. Thank you so much. God bless. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And I'm always so grateful to speak to men and women who are not only phenomenal intellectuals, but just downright funny. So I had a great time. And also, I hope that you guys were informed as well as inspired to cast your vote. And with that, I'll leave you with just a thought. I say this all the time. I say this on the Willie Moore Jr. show. I say this on my other radio show, The Gray Area. I've said it on Just a Thought. I say it on social media. I am never going to tell you who to vote for. As a journalist, as somebody who takes my responsibility to be as objective as possible, seriously, I will never tell you who to vote for. But I will implore you. 
I will tell you repeatedly to exercise your right to vote. And so I'm telling you that right now, as Dulce mentioned, midterms are extremely important. And oftentimes we miss our opportunity to exercise our right to vote when midterm elections come around. We push really hard for the presidential election. We turn out. And then when things don't turn out the way that we would like them to, when it comes to laws being passed and different levels of legislation working in our favor, we get agitated. We get upset. We start complaining, not understanding that the midterm elections really set the tone for what the commander in chief is able to do. So with that said, if you care at all about your home, your family, your friends, your community, your city, your state, this nation, your church, if you care at all, then you're going to vote. Plain and simple. If you are apathetic towards this process, no judgment because everybody has to walk their own path in life. But I will say this, please do not, please do not complain if things don't move in the way that you think they should. If you have not exercised your right to push for change and actually possibly create it in this country. Democracy is a gift. There are nations around the world that don't have the gift of democracy. And so I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to vote. And I'm thankful that I can get to talk to you guys and other amazing people, even on this platform about voting. It is important. I've been pushing. I also want to send a special shout out to Sybil Wilkes. If you keep up with the Willie Moore Jr. Show at all, I speak with her and do an interview with her three times a week for the Willie Moore Jr. Show. And she is one of the most phenomenal journalists slash media personalities I've ever come across. It's been an honor working with her in the last several weeks and even months. We have been talking about voting and midterm elections, and she's doing an amazing job of keeping not only our audience informed, but me as well. So I just want to shout Sybil Wilkes out. I want to honor her right now. You guys can follow her at Sybil Wilkes on Instagram and Twitter. Please do yourself a favor. And uh, yeah, guys, that's all I got. Just exercise your right to vote. And I hope that this conversation puts you in a position where you're excited about the process because it is something to be excited about. I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Be safe out there. Please examine and and, and research your polling places. If you've yet to do so, please research the rules. I don't want anybody getting kicked out of lines for things like water, as Dulce mentioned in our interview. So please be mindful of all the rules. There's all sorts of things going on where people are trying to deter and distract and detract people from voting. Let's make sure that we're equipped with the information that we need to make sure we're not only exercising our right to vote, but we are safe during the process. All right. May God, and I mean this with all sincerity, bless America. Just a thought. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sheree Nicole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. Just a thought, just a thought, it's my opinion.